0: and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty.
1: And Giuseppe Corallo.
0: Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about this week's Grey's Anatomy episode entitled Good as Hell. So if you haven't seen the episode yet, uh, there are spoilers ahead. Uh, To start us off, uh, Giuseppe, how are you? Well, I'm
1: I'm fine, but I'm also very nervous because in a few days I'm finally going to discuss my thesis in front of my, my professors. So I'm pretty nervous because I still have to figure out how to present my work to them. So this is what I've been doing for the past few days. Mm-hmm. And it's taking a toll on me because I'm really, yeah. really tired. And it's just, I want this to end. <laughs> so, so it's a very complicated time. What about you? How are you?
0: Um, I'm all right. Um, work is, is going okay. I've been able to wrap up some, uh, some projects lately, and that was good and um the weather's been doing weird stuff here so it was like it was like 15 degrees and then it went up to like 20 and it was super warm and then it snowed
1: it <laughs> it Snowed?
0: April. it does that this time of year so it goes back and forth between really warm and sunny and being like snowy and cold april is uh, like kind of march and april the cold and snowy or warm and sunny they go back and forth um, which is funny if you look at uh, so my birthday as as listeners when I was in the middle of March and here in Ontario, our March break for schools happened would fall over my birthday every year. So if you look back at all my birthday pictures, um half of the years um were up to our we' in snow pants and we're up to our knees in snow. And the other half were either in shorts and like t-shirts like it's summertime, or we're in like Capri pants and and t-shirts and like light jackets and stuff because it's like spring weather. Um. Oh God. But obviously your birthday doesn't like my birthday doesn't change, so like it's the same time every year. But um yeah, the weather is
1: you have a crazy weather basically there in Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it depends where you are. I mean certain parts of the country are more consistent, but uh
1: so are you ready to start your 30-second recap? I am ready. Okay. I'm gonna count you down, okay? Okay. Three. Two, one, go.
0: This week on Grey's Anatomy, Meredith and Derek reunite one last time on the beach. Maggie brings Zola to visit her mom, and Winston officially joins the staff of Grayson Memorial Hospital. Meanwhile, Amelia oversteps and steals Link's patient because she misses operating. Teddy struggles to cope, and Owen tries to help her. And Joe convinces Bailey to let her switch specialties.
1: Okay, that's great. This episode, you know, the main point of this episode was
0: Meredith and
1: and Derek on that beach. I mean, how amazing was that? I was like, okay, I was 15 again, (laughs) falling in love with Meredith and Derek all over again. You know, for the past few weeks, I've been a little bit underwhelmed. And I have to say that even this episode, I think it could have been great. Instead, it was just good, like really good, but not great as it could have been. Because one thing that I would have loved was, would have been, you know, to have flashbacks of Meredith and Derek. Uh, mm. I would have loved those, you know, and maybe some emotional song bringing us to the past to have that kind of connection and nostalgia going on. But anyway, I thought that finally the scenes between the two of them were great. I, I, I just, I, I, rem- I mean, Meredith and Derek for me have been my greatest ships and my ge- biggest ships. And then when Derek died, I was really full of anger. I mean, Derek's death did not did, did not only make me sad; it just made me angry. I could mm-hmm. not forgive the show for for weeks and then for years. But this episode, in a way, this was different. This goodbye it didn't anger me. It just n- now it just felt bittersweet, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'm back into that vortex of Meredith and Derek. It's yeah. like since Thursday, I've been rewatching scenes of the two of them. It's like, my God, their chemistry just cannot be matched by anyone else. It's incredible. They are incredible. And I was like, just, I was so surprised to see them getting married at the beach. I did not expect that scene. And it was just such a joyous treat for, for, for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I, but it's really like I, I loved the two of them, and the fact that they married again, the fact that she made that he made her promise to torture herself less. <laughs> and I, I I think that was funny, and I think it was great, and and I loved the two of them. And I also have to say one thing, Jasmine. So basically, I've been reading online all these people saying, "Oh, but Meredith." didn't go back because she wanted to, but just because Derek told her that she had to go. So this was not Meredith's decision. This was Derek's decision. But I don't think that this is how it worked. Mm. So I think something else happened there. So basically Meredith realizes that she cannot touch Derek and because otherwise that would mean that she would die, you know, that she would not come back to the dead of living. But this is not what happened in this episode because there is this moment. In which Meredith says to Derek, just before they, just after she makes her new promise to him, she says to him, as she's getting closer, she says, I don't wanna leave the children. And he tells her, I don't want you to have the children. And then they kiss. So basically, that is the moment in which Meredith has already decided that she wants to leave. This is all on Meredith's part. And this is why she can kiss now Derek not because she's coding in the OR, but because she made that decision. She's at peace in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that last scene between Derek and Meredith, when he keeps saying her, you have to go, you have to go. And she says, I'm tired, I'm tired. It's not like she doesn't want to go back. It's like she already has made up her mind. Now she just needs to be reminded of the decision that she has already made. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very interesting point I think it was a very interesting choice of writing because it was it it changed everything. You know, we thought, oh my God, they're gonna get closer when she's gonna get really bad. But no, they can get closer when she makes the decision to come back. That is the moment in which it happens. And so I was I was very surprised by this choice. I loved it, but on the other way, I also find that we could have gone in more, you know, something like I would have loved for Meredith to come back, not only for the children, but because there are other people there, uh, like Maggie and and Amelia uh, and Christina as well. So this is the only thing that it's a little bit upsetting to me.
0: But they did talk about it though, because Derek kept saying to her, you have people that love you, you're still fighting. Like they do talk about
1: it. Yeah, I know, but you know, she keeps saying that she's going to come back for the children. So I was like, what if they didn't have children? Would she have come come back? Would she have been woken up? Do you think she would have made that choice?
0: I think so because I mean the point is that you know Derek will be waiting for her when it's her time when she's old and senile and smelly and she's ninety. Um, like he's gonna be waiting for her. But her oh my god! I
1: rewatched that scene like this afternoon the the their post it wedding and I was like now now it makes me so emotional again, Jasmine. It was oh my god. How did you feel? How did you feel this wedding? This beach wedding? Uh,
0: I loved it. Um I w- I was surprised too. I loved their conversation right before that where she Meredith says to Derek, um you know, I show Ellis the post-it note and and she just she just hates it. Like she you know, she wants us to have this big wedding and Derek says, she gets that from my mother.
1: Oh and,
0: my. and they laugh. And and then and then you know the, the the scene changes and they're you know and she she's described that you know she oh I'm in this dress and then you're in a suit and then the scene changes you see them dressed in wedding clothes and Meredith's like I hate weddings and Derek goes you hate weddings but I would give this to her if I could that that love that that she has for her daughter she's like I I hate this crap but I would I would give this to her if I could and I I would and I also felt too like she was saying that she would give it to Derek if she could because. You know, if she talks about later on after Derek dies, you know, she hates weddings. So she didn't want to have a big wedding. And Derek did want a big wedding and they never did that. And I thought that was such a, it was funny. It was bittersweet that she's like, I hate weddings, but I would give you and our children this big ass wedding if I could. If I could give this to you, I would. But I can't.
1: Yes, there is. I mean, you're just reminding me of that beautiful scene between uh, Meredith and Riggs when yeah. she told him, you know, Poor guy didn't even give him a big wedding. Yeah, as as Meredith says in the season five, in season uh, five, yes, the 100th episode when Meredith and Derek are supposed to die, she says like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be a wedding, a real wedding in a churchy church." So that was Meredith. Yeah, and to see this, it's also part of her growing up, you know, over
0: mm-hmm. letting
1: some things like go just to because of her love towards Derek and the kids.
0: Yeah, and I like you, I don't know if you caught this, but um, I saw a lot of people talking about this on Twitter, that when Maggie's on the phone, talking about bringing Zola to the hospital on the fridge is what yeah. appears to be the picture that Ellis drew.
1: Yes, 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 oh, that was so sweet. Um, also yeah.
0: someone's kid definitely did that because if you notice, the thing that made me laugh was that the, the people in the photo, not the photo, the picture are just standing there. They're like, lips are like coming out of their bodies. <laughs> like ducks And I'm like, okay, someone's kid definitely Because no adult draws, draws a picture like yeah. that Like, even yeah. a, Somebody with the set department I think it was
1: drawn by by a kid Come on
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying Like, it's definitely drawn by someone's kid And yeah. I love that It just gave it, like, a authenticity That uh, I, I just, I really enjoyed
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, to see them, you know And also do we want to talk about the fact that Meredith asked Derek, have you seen like the last one two years? So she was yes. talking about <laughs> she was yes. talking about her hookups.
0: I really actually I really love that moment because lots of people, you know, as soon as Derek appeared at on the beach in, in the premiere, a lot of people um have been talking about, you know, online about um, you know, is is Derek going to talk about that? Is it going to be referenced? You know, what's happening to Meredith since he died? And I thought that was such a beautiful moment because, you know, she says to him, you know, have, have you been watching only the last one to two years? Like, was that hard for you? And of all the things Derek could have said, he says to her, it's hard watching you be lonely. And, and I thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful thing for him to say, because to me, this is my interpretation. Um, You know, it's it's like Grace is timey-wimey, so we're not sure, you know, some people are saying, does that encompass her relationship with Riggs and her relationship with DeLuca? Is it just her relationship with DeLuca and her being single and also her going on random dates? You know, it's not clear how much time that encompasses. Um, But what I want to say here is regardless of of what timey-wimey, you know, situation that applies to, there are two different types of loneliness. There's a loneliness you feel when you are by yourself, and in Mary's case, you've lost the love of your life, you know, she's trying to put herself back out there, you know, going on these dates that, you know, the matchmaker and like all of her friends keep setting her up on, putting herself out there, dating again, even though she knows that, you know, um, that this might not work out or this isn't the right guy for her. Um, and there's a loneliness, you know, when you're by yourself and you're trying to put yourself out there, but there's another kind of loneliness where, you know, like Maris talks to her sisters more than once about how, you know, it's a season 16 episode where she says to Maggie and Amelia that, you know, you're in Duluth, you know, they have a good time together. He's funny, sexy, but it's never going to be more than that. And you you get the impression you know, from what she says that, you know, she's kind of hit this point where, you know, she's dating guys and she's trying to put herself out there because she's not sure if Mr. Wright is ever going to come along. She's ever going to have something like what she had with Derek ever again or someone that could really be her partner. And that's so heartbreaking because there's a loneliness in that, um, in that, you know, the loneliness you feel when you're with people that you know aren't right for you. You know, it's not going to work out long term, but you're with them because you, 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 you want companionship and, and there's a loneliness um, in that. And so when Derek says that to her, my interpretation of it was he was talking about her loneliness of being alone, but also how you can feel alone in a relationship you don't feel is right for you or you know isn't right for you
1: yeah 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 of course even though you know i don't believe in afterlife i i i think that i already told you and that already already said this in this pod during our conversation in the podcast i don't believe in an afterlife so i don't believe that there was actually ghost derek talking to her and telling her those kind of stuff i mean that's my belief of course but of course that's just my thing but i as i said in the past I think that those conversations are anyway important because even though they're all happening in Meredith head, I mean, that's what it feels to me, mm-hmm. they're important because they are realistic as well. I mean, they can give her closure as well. Yeah. So, you know, to have her direct saying that kind of stuff is great. And I think that she's going to be less, less angry now the about accepting Derek's death because in a way she had closure with Derek yeah and, and I think that is important for a character
0: yeah well, I, I think that was kind of the point though I think that was kind of the point of this episode was to you know to bring Meredith but also us fans closure um I thought there was a good parallel where you know when she sees George on the beach she gets closure with him that she didn't get in life yeah. um and I mean I think Lexi and Mark were a little bit different because you know I think she did get closure with them in, in a way. Um, I mean, I think the beach added to it, but she didn't really get that closure with Derek and George. And so I'm glad that she got that. I'm glad that we as fans got that. So I think that can, was... I ask
1: you, can I ask you, I mean, a question, which is kind of personal, but not personal at the same time, but it is personal. So, but do you think in Afterlife, do you believe in Afterlife?
0: I do. Yeah. I.
1: So for you, this is actually Derek, not Part of her imagination. This is actually Derek talking to her.
0: It could be either. I I, I think it could be either. Like I, like I don't definitively think either way. I, I I think that's possible. I also think it's possible that it is Derek talking to her. Um, to me, they're both equally likely, and I'm I don't know. I'm kind of open to both interpretations. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, I think because the result is the same. You know, whether it's Meredith's subconscious talking to her or these yeah. people are actually there. Um, it doesn't
1: matter it doesn't actually matter
0: yeah that that's how I feel honestly um to me it's the same I think it's equally beautiful um whether her own subconscious is like here's what you need or if this really is limbo and those people are really talking to her on another plane of existence um I think it's the same result in the end so I'm yeah I'm open to both um I don't really definitively believe one or the other um, so back to the land of living. uh do you want, do we want to talk about you know Maggie bringing Zola to to see Meredith?
1: Let's go back to the land of living. Let's go to Zola yeah. and Maggie, what about them? What a beautiful relationship they have, right?
0: It's so beautiful, and I love seeing Zola's room. I thought the set department did a beautiful job um as as many people have pointed out on Twitter um in the promo pics for this episode when Zola's sitting on her bed crying. Um, on her nightstand, there's that photo of Meredith and Derek holding her when she was a baby at her first birthday party. Yeah. Um, so the set design was beautiful. Also, if you notice um, in that scene, like the way the roof looks, it appears that that's the attic space that they've that they finished the attic space at some point, And that's where Zola's bedroom is.
1: So I think they changed a little bit. They made some tweaks.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the the previous attic that we saw, like, if I remember it, it was just old wood paneling. Like, it wasn't a finished attic. Like, they were, like, it was safe to be up there, but it wasn't, like, a finished space. And it looks like, at, well, at some point, they finished the attic. So I thought that was well done. And I loved Maggie and, and Zola's uh, conversation, where she's, like, you know, if you, want to, if you want to go to the protest, I'll come with you. Um, but then she was saying, like, basically, Zola was, like, I appreciate that, but I want my mom and you know which I, that broke my heart. And and Maggie using what um, uh, what other people had given her. Um, I think it's her scene with Catherine, where you know she's like, you know what, you know I, you know what I, I have to do when I'm feeling like this is, is just scream, just scream it out. Um, and giving her that that release for all of the anger and the frustration and the pain. Um, yeah. I I love that. I thought that was so beautifully done.
1: Yeah, me too. And I also think that, you know, Zola being a Black young girl, I think it is important for her to have Aunt Maggie, you know? Yeah. To have that kind of role model. I think it. Is, I mean, if, it's such a great thing that a Black woman, such a powerful Black woman is in her life. So I'm very happy about their relationship. I, I, I love the two of them. She's Maggie's just the greatest, come on. She is, she's so compassionate. She's full of empathy, so,
0: yeah. yeah on that point, you know, were talking about Derek is that every time I, when, when I was watching that scene, um, I think about how, you know, when Meredith was resistant because she grew up as an only child um, and, you know, in a broken home, um, about, you know, the idea of having sisters, Derek was always encouraging her. And I'm remembering that scene where she, he's trying to encourage her to to let maggie in and get to know her and he says to her you know um zola needs more black people in her life and bailey won't show me any other ways to do her hair all
1: oh, right i forgot that. you're right First yeah that. So yeah
0: right the whole reason that zola has aunt maggie and yeah. auntie amelia and auntie lexi you know she's gone now but she's still her aunt you know and auntie christina the reason that she has that is because Derek, you know, pushed Meredith to to give them yeah. a chance and to open up, uh, which is yeah. really hard for her.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. And just on that note, yeah, I just you just reminded me that storyline, which again I'm gonna say very briefly again about Meredith and Derek. Why? Why the reason I love them so much is, and the reason I find them so heartbreaking right now is that Derek really gave her, like, a, a legacy, a testament, like. He left her, all these kids. I remember this scene in season six when Derek tells Meredith, if I die, if something happens to me, I don't want you to be alone. That's why I want us to have children. Oh my God. That's such heartbreaking and so true. Anyway, speaking of breaking and all of emotional plot points, uh, how how about Amelia's breakdown? When she arrived to the hospital and she said she cannot die, she has to leave. To see her so vulnerable and and expressing her all her worry about you know Meredith possibly dying that yeah. was so beautiful to see because as we've seen in the past few years they have had a complicated relationship to say the least yeah. and it was so beautiful
0: yeah and great acting by Katarina Scorson there that moment where they rush in and everybody else sees people rushing and so they're like oh my god what's happened and then I, I don't remember who this is i don't know if it's if it's teddy or if it's bailey or who or maggie but somebody else just turns around and goes it like it's just everything it's nothing's happened but everything has happened and they're like oh, okay this is just generalized like i hate life right now okay got it um because yes. you know and we all have to have those conversations in our own lives and um, that moment where I was like, I, I really need her not to die. I really need her not to die. And she's breaking down. And I thought it did such a good job of showing that, you know, you can have your life together. You can have your addiction under control. You can be in recovery. You can, you know, be mentally well. You can, you know, she's had her brain tumor removed. You know, she's in a stable, healthy relationship. You know, she pulls off something amazing in this episode with a surgery. You can have all of that. And those parts of you that are still a mess that you still struggle with will still be there that doesn't magically go away. Yeah. Um, and I think Amelia has grown so much because she's gone from somebody who spun out of control made it everybody else's problem, really damaged her relationship with both Derek and Meredith and so many other people as a result to someone who has her life, um, who has her stuff under control, but can now release her emotions in a way that's healthy where other people can support her and she doesn't push them away. She allows them to help her um, because they're not judging Amelia in that moment. They like, they get it and everyone's there to support her because they feel it too. And I, yeah, that moment, that moment just got me when, you know, Zola goes in to talk to Meredith and she's talking to her and she's explaining about something that, um, I think helping Ellis with her homework. And we're getting to learn a lot more about who Ellis is which I love because we haven't gotten to know much about her up until recently um so i I love that and you know that moment where you know she's talking to her and meredith wakes up and i know you're going to want to talk about this too but meredith says to her we love you so much we love
1: that we that we just broke me I i know yeah that that broke me we love you so so There was because also in that moment, I I mean, the writers decided, and I'm very happy about this, that Meredith actually remembers what happened on that page. And I think they made, I mean, a conscious choice, of course. And it was, of course, the most intelligent way to proceed, at at least according to me, because now she's going to carry with her the bag. And for her to say, we love you, we, that was amazing. That was amazing. Oh my god! I just love Meredith and Derek so much. I feel stupid.
0: Yeah, no, I don't feel stupid. I yeah, that one got me too. And I I, I was I, w- I was hoping too that they were gonna have Meredith remember because it also means that well they have to catch her up um, on stuff like you know the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and the killing of George Floyd and all the other poor people who have died. Well, they have to catch her up on that stuff, and the fact that you know like uh, they have to catch her up on that stuff. Um, the other stuff that's happened. They don't have to catch her up on like, you know, obviously Maggie's going to talk to her about the engagement. That's going to be a big thing. But, you know, Winston made references while he's giving her a CT. You know, everybody else has come in and talked to her about stuff. So she'll know that DeLuca died. She remembers seeing George and Mark and Lexi and Derek and she, you know, Richard and, and Bailey and Amelia, Maggie, everybody come and talk to her. So she'll remember that. And I think that gives them a great jumping off point.
1: No, this is w- why I'm so excited to see where her storyline goes next. What our next conversation is going to look like. you know, it, I'm very curious to see what she's going to say next. How she's going to say people that she met, all these other loved ones. So um, I'm very curious to see what I, what they have in store for Meredith for the rest of the season.
0: But I like that we got a more drawn out process that, you know, she got to have real conversation with Derek. We got a beach wedding. We got them talking about the kids we got oh also we got them talking about Amelia which I I had a feeling they were gonna do (laughs) remember I said that I feel like they're gonna I
1: I I actually thought about you and (laughs) when I I, when I heard what they were saying about Amelia, I said maybe I'm wrong correct me if I'm wrong I said oh maybe Jasmine is gonna be pissed off about how Amelia is brought up in the conversation no you
0: no I liked it I okay because you know Meredith was was talking about how you know, she was so tired and Derek says, your body's tired, I get that, but your soul is still fighting, your soul won't let me near you because you don't want to pass over, you don't want to leave the kids, you have life left to live, you have people that love you. Um, And when she's talking to George earlier and to Mark as well, about the kids. And Mark's like, it's it's too soon. You're too early, Tiger. And when she's talking to George, he's like, well, you carry people g- carry grief differently. Kids can move on. And Derek tells her what he needs to hear, which is that like, yeah, sometimes it, it makes you stronger it makes you me. And sometimes it makes me makes you Amelia. And they both laugh. And she's like, oh, she's doing so well, by the way. And he's like, I know, I know. And I, I thought that was perfect actually because it it perfectly encapsulated what they were trying to share with her. Like, yes, she's tired. And after everything she's been through, you can't blame her for that. But he's going, if you go, and because that scene we see with Zola earlier where she's crying in her room, he's like, if you go, you, you know, they're not going to recover from this. They're going to turn into Amelia, not, not in a good way, not in a strong way, in a they're not going to be able to function type of way. And, you know, as tired as you are, you need to keep fighting and, and giving her the, the strength and kind of you know, Meredith can do it on her own, but but giving her the emotional support, I guess, to to be able to 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 match up her body and her soul and, and fight through, um, I thought that was so beautiful, and really yeah. funny too. Like their dialogue was very bittersweet, but it's also very funny. I laughed out loud. Amy and I were cackling multiple times. We were we were laughing out loud. So I I thought I loved how funny their dialogue was, and I agree with you. I, I love the scene where you know Zola's talking to Meredith, and and she wakes up, and you know it felt you know, well, it wasn't like the big dramatic, oh my God, she's coding. It did feel realistic in that, you know, if you really do have COVID, you know, it's not always this big dramatic thing. Sometimes it is, you slowly open your eyes and you're like, hey, like that's, um, it felt more realistic, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt this, I feel the same, absolutely. So uh, speaking again uh, about Amelia, um, you know, she was at the hospital finally, I mean, her uh, and, and, and Link, oh my God, I always forget his name, and Link, as much as I love him, I forget his name. So Link, I've I been in this like bubble with the children and finally the bubble is not there anymore and she's back at the hospital with this funny, flirty storyline and and we see her uh, being a superhero again. I mean, I think, I have to be honest with you, I like this storyline as I like the other storylines happening in, around the episode, but I I was so concentrated about what was happening with Meredith and Derek, uh, that I didn't feel the, the the emotional punch from the other storylines, you know what I mean? Yeah, so even- Yeah,
0: me too, me too. Yeah. If they'd appeared in another episode
1: that yeah. didn't
0: have Meredith and Derek in it, Um, I think it would have, I think it would have got me a lot more, but because that was the focus.
1: Yeah. um,
0: Yeah, I I agree with you.
1: Yeah, it was like, also this patient, it was like a classic grace Anatomy patient with a dream and his dream threatened by this disease, by this tumor. So he had the potential to be a great grace Anatomy patient, but it didn't land in a great way for me. Again, there was... I was invested in another storyline. Yes. <laughs> and so I, 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 when I watched this episode when Meredith was not there, I was like, okay, okay, next scene, next scene. Okay, where is Meredith, you know? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you wanna talk, would you wanna say something about Amelia Link's storyline?
0: Yeah, I-, I liked it. I mean, I was a little miffed at Amelia originally because she was like, like, I got like point, like, yes, Amelia was right. But like, there was a better way to go about that. You know, she should have been like, excuse me one second muted the guy and, and talked to, um, and talked to Link about it. Um, but at the same time, I also understood, I mean, she's been stuck at home, unable to operate for, you know, two months at this point. Her sister is, you know, is, is hovering between life and death. Her brother's already dead. Um, you know, Amelia has lost so much. She lost her fiance, a child. Um, you know, she's, she grabbed onto something and she was right. Like if she'd been wrong, it would have been devastating, I think, but because she was right, the, the guy did need her help. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. Link was mature enough to see that. Like I got why he was miffed. I would have been miffed too, but um, also I thought the dialogue was really funny. Um, but the fact that he could, you know, he he could see how much this mentor, And I, I like that we got to see Tom. So he brings Tom in. And while well, I do think that, um, Amy and I commented on this a lot during this episode, that there kept being pointed with Teddy and with Amelia, where Teddy wanted to do Meredith's surgery herself and Amelia wanted to do the the patient's surgery herself. And Amy and I kept saying, why don't these people operate together? There's no reason the other person cannot assist them for backup. There's nothing wrong with that. And in Meredith's case, Teddy's, after talking to Owen, brings Winston in with her so they can have each other's backs, which I thought was good. And for, you know, Amelia, you know, she's superhero, poses it out. She does it. Tom and um, Link are standing there on standby. He's like, yeah, I've got complete faith in you. And Tom understood what she was saying. Um, yeah. So while well, like, yeah, Amelia could have gone about that a better way. I I also understood her desire and I'm glad that, you know, Tom was a good enough friend and Link was a good enough partner to be like, okay, she should have done that differently but I understand why she's chomping at the bit here
1: yeah 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 absolutely you know sometimes Amelia can be really a lot and I think Link says something like this during the episode yeah. when uh, yeah it's like the patient says you're talking to me like nothing is going on and the other doctor is talking to me like I'm about to die something like that and then Link says to him oh you know she's very prone to melodrama or something like that right
0: She always raises the stakes yeah
1: she know. always raises mistakes, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, which I thought
1: was funny and very accurate
0: yeah do you wanna do you want talk about Owen and Teddy?
1: Yes, because I think they had a little storyline going on, but I think I, mean, I loved him in this episode because he was there for Teddy mm-hmm. he was there for Teddy in a really really profound way. uh I was actually devastated when Teddy tried to kiss him because he could see all the desperation that was coming off from her. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that Owen, you know, he was not, he was not angry at her. He got her. And he also got that what she needed right now, it was a friend, someone to be there, someone to help her breathe again. And I loved this. I mean, seeing them as friends, as the best friends that they always have been, I think it's great. And I think Owen is acting really, really great right now with Teddy. Of course, I think they're going to be, they're going to get together at some point. I don't know when, but I think it will happen. Um, but right now I think Owen is there for Teddy and I think Teddy really needs it. And he's, he's really stepping up. He's, he's really stepping up. So I, I, I love the two of them.
0: Um, but I, I did like the scene in which Owen was there to to help Teddy and and recognize that she just needed a friend. Um, it kind of reminded me of that scene with Jackson and April from when she's having her crisis of faith in season fourteen,
1: right in right. the supply
0: closet, where you know she she kind of does the same thing and he's like, hey, like I I'm here to be your friend because um, that's what she needs in that moment. Um, and I also liked that that Owen came to talk to her and was like, hey, I backed you up on this. But I also said what I thought, which is that if something happens in this surgery, even if you do everything right, you won't recover. And as a result, Teddy decides to have Winston scrub in with her, which I thought was a good idea because they have each other's backs. Yeah. Uh, and it just provided a little bit of extra support. Not that they couldn't, either of them couldn't have done the surgery themselves, but just a little bit of extra support um, in a tense situation is helpful. Uh, especially with COVID, everything is just like taken up a notch. Um, and I think we all feel that. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I like that he was there to support her. As I've said before, I'm not a a Teddy Owen chipper. Um, you know, I've never felt a great emotional pull to, to those characters and that, that pairing. Um, but I did really like that moment. I, I was saying this before we started recording, but there was a lot of funny moments in this episode where I was like, Amy and I were like cackling with laughter. Um mm-hmm one of the moments is when Amelia pulls off the surgery her and Link are leaving and she's like oh like I need to go home um and she was feeling some kind of way and like Link thinks she's making like a a sexual reference and she was like no like I need to either breastfeed or pump because like my boobs are killing me and he was like okay let's go home
1: um it was
0: fun out loud yeah um and then they get home and he's like oh cool a fort and then I think Bailey and Alice are like what's the password?" he's like rainbow donkey <laughs> <laughs> and they're like nope and then like which is a very funny moment and then his mom comes out and Amy and I were debating this whether you know Maggie called Link's parents or if one of the kids like suggested it because you know um when that episode where they take them camping, um, see Mount Rainier, um, uh, you know they mentioned that like, oh, his parents have been doing Zoom calls with the kids and and with Scout when they when they call, and so Amy and I were like, oh, maybe they have like a, you know, like a note, like a a page on the side of the fridge where you have all the important numbers, and maybe mm-hmm. that's you know, Maggie was like, oh, we can call them and look after the kids, or um, unless of course the RV is still in the driveway, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I felt that too. But then, it, but then again, Amelia and Link were, I mean, to me, they seemed surprised to see the car.
0: Yeah. So, so I,
1: I think they're still in the driveway. I don't know. I don't know Maybe they could, there. they
0: also like, I mean, RVs, they like, could have like parked at like a nearby, like there's places where you can park RVs, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Like campgrounds or like spots for them. So maybe they were parked nearby. And so they, that's why they were like still in town, but surprised to see them. Um, yeah. Or like maybe the kids were like you know Zola said she wanted to go see her mom and maybe was like okay we gotta find someone to look after you and they were like oh why don't we call like Link's parents and she was like oh great idea like that seems like something that like yeah. uh, Bailey would would say um, yeah. Zola might say um, yeah. and I just really like that moment and that you know. Link's parents, when they're first introduced, um, kind of come across, not kind of, they come across as jerks who are, you know, disrespectful to what Link's feeling, made his life hell with the divorce. Um, you know, they come across as kind of like assholes. Um, but since they've kind of come back after him and Amelia get together and they have Scout, they've been really great and wonderful and supportive. And I'm i am glad that they were able to to turn that relationship around.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I think they're really, a great presence, of course, in Link's in Link's life. Yeah, but speaking of funny, you were saying that this episode had lots of funny moments. I was thinking about you know the funny moments between um, Joe and and um, and Levi. I I think I think they always 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 deliver, and yeah. so I I, I really like the interaction, like at the beginning of the episode and also at the end of the episode. And I also thought that you know Joe finally got what she wanted. She has been talking about her switching specialties for mm-hmm. so long now that and, and she finally acted on it. And so she finally talked to Belly. And at the beginning, Belly was against it, and then she changed um, her mind because of a patient that she treated, which this patient had completely turned her life upside down, and yeah. she had changed careers. So I, I'm I'm very curious to see where this goes for Joe mm-hmm. as well. Because I think that by the end of the season she's gonna adopt Luna, but after yeah. that I really cannot see what what's in store for her. Yeah, and I mean I I, I think that Karina will be somehow involved in her friendship. Uh, I I I mean I think so. Also because I saw that Karina is coming back in a few episodes, so that this might oh, okay. be. Okay,
0: I was I was wondering that because I, I was saying this on Twitter the last episode, and. I was saying, okay, like, Hayes is out of the running because he doesn't even know she's switching. And I was like, it's gotta be Karina. And then somebody was like, isn't Karina back in Italy? And I, I Googled it and I'm like, oh, she is. But if you're saying, like, you still watch Station 19, that she's coming back, that-, that- well,
1: well, actually, yeah, Karina is supposed to be in Italy. In the, lati- the latest episode, I think she was still in the USA. I mean, uh, to me, look looked like, I mean, yeah, she was still in the USA. But I think that I, I saw like um, an Instagram uh, live between uh, uh, the, the Stefania Spampinato, the actress who plays Karina and Danielle Sevre, the actress who plays- oh, I think I saw this.
0: I think yeah. I saw this, I yeah. I what you mean. And,
1: and basically Stefania said, oh, you are on the stage 19 set, I am on Grey set. So I think she's coming back. And I think of course uh, coming back is related to just storyline. I, I mean, that's not just a possibility, but I think it's a safe guess. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, I'm not really feeling Joe this season. She has never been my favorite, but in this season, she she, she's not the greatest. She she, she's so self absorbed, and you know. And speaking of that, they have a she has a funny moment with Ace, right?
0: Yeah. Um. And I I I agree with you that you know Joe isn't really doing it for me this season. Um, but she did have some funny moments. I I do like her um her sto- her storylines and her her relationship with Levi is always funny. I think they have great comedic timing. And I saw someone say this on Facebook the other day. But they're two characters you would you would never expect to be friends prior to last season, but they make really good friends and they're really funny together and they're very supportive of each other. And I love that. Um, mm-hmm. But her scene with with Hayes. Made me laugh so hard because I, I I like that it was a throwback to the original scene that uh, the first scene they ever have together, which is back in season 16 when um uh Link and and Meredith convinced Joe to bring the baby uh, into the hospital for a wellness check. And Joe's kind of drunk and tipsy, and so when Hayes comes to check the baby, she she's drunk and stuff. So she's like, Hayes is like asking like like what's going on and like how they're doing. And, and then later he's talking about, says I, I've heard good things. And both times Joe is so, is Joe, does she think that he's talking about her, but he's asking about the baby he's examining? Yes. He's talking about Alex because his predecessor. Um, and afterwards there's that great scene where um, Hayes and, and Meredith talk for a few minutes. And then when he walks off, she stares after them and Joe comes up to her and she goes, I got to admit, I kind of see it. And she's like, oh, you have to say that? Because at that point, she doesn't like Hayes and she's annoyed. And she's like, don't get mad at me. He's Yang's gift. Um, Love that whole sequence. And then in this episode, you know, um, Hayes is there, you know, um, to treat Luna. And Joe was talking to him. And he goes like, oh, like, you know, how like how's it going? And she goes off on this whole thing about how she wants to switch specialties and find Joy and Bailey won't let her. And she finishes talking and Hayes looks at her and goes, Um, well, I was talking about Luna, but um, thank you for sharing. Um <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Um yeah, is, yes, Joe, is, yes. Joe is so self and I'm not trying to hate, oh but God. Joe is so self-absorbed that she always I mean how
1: many times I mean how many times has she told people that she lived in a car, for example. <laughs> she I mean yeah she's so self-absorbed anyway
0: so she's so self-absorbed that she always thinks that people are asking about her that he's asking about her and he's like uh no I'm just trying to treat the baby in front of us or talk about like my department um which makes me laugh because Hayes isn't being rude there he's just he's there to do his job and be professional and Joe's still caught up in her own crap that she thinks he's he's making it personal. He's like, uh, thank you for sharing, but I just want to treat this baby and and continue on with my day. Um, (laughs) And then I loved um, the moment where Joe talks about how, you know, there's no joy and death and destruction. And she mentions Meredith. And Hayes is like, what's wrong with Meredith? And I got the impression that Joe thought he knew because otherwise I don't think she would have been so casual about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
0: And then she realizes that he doesn't know, so she explains what's going on, and Hayes is obviously really upset. And so I, I like that moment. And then Hayes had only had a f- handful of scenes this episode, but I I liked them. So we have that one, and then we, at the beginning we have him helping to wheel out the the IC new year, ICU nurse. Sorry, who's um, who's going home. And we have that funny line with Winston where Maggie's like, you just started working here. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's my favorite scrub nurse. Um, <laughs> or ICU news, sorry. Um, and then we have the scene, which I really loved, where after Winston um, has the idea to bring Zola to to see her mom, to see if, you know, her kid talking to her psychologically will help her get better. She brings her and Richard and Winston go out to get the PPE. and I wanna bring this up because as people, many people have pointed out on Twitter, Hayes wasn't absolutely necessary for that scene. That was a deliberate choice they made. They could have gotten the PPE themselves. They could have just chosen not to show the scene and just show them zipping Zola up into it. But instead they made the deliberate choice to show them meeting Hayes and him coming out and being like, hey, this was the smallest stuff I could find. What's it for? And then Zola walks, and then Richard says, the, better, the, "The less you know, the better." And then Zola walks up, and he smiles at her, and he realizes what it's for. And I love this moment. Richard says to him, "You know, I I I won't say anything. I won't tell anyone." And he says, "I wouldn't mind if you did."
1: Yeah, um, I think they have been putting his storyline on hold, of course, because Meredith is in a, was in a coma. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm I really think that I, that they have to do something with him because i love him as a character but it, it's time to really develop dev, to have development about him and meredith possibly so thanks <laughs> so can we talk last uh, for uh, for last about levi and nico hmm. i don't like them the two of them together i think that nico is really toxic toxic And I thought it was really toxic at the beginning of this episode as well, when he brought, you know, um, Levi's case with his toothbrush and everything else. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at the end of the episode, everything changed. We had a twist. Now Nico wants Levi to move in with him and Levi is against this idea. I mean, it's not against the idea. He was surprised by it. So he takes time to think about it in a funny way. I have to say that The fact that I was very excited when they announced that there was going to be a first gay male couple on the show, you know, as gay men, of course, and uh, but I really don't feel them. I feel like I feel like they could have done something more important with them. So I'm a little bit disappointed. What about you?
0: Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I liked them in the beginning, and then when they did that plot where we found out that Nico had lied and he hadn't come out to his parents, um, I feel like the character really changed after that, and from that point on, I haven't liked them because Nico's just a jerk to Levi, and Levi deserves better, and Joe and Helm keep pointing that out to him, and he just keeps going back to, like, the poisoned well, you know? Um, yeah. But I did think it was funny that, like, you know, So, you know, last season, um, you know, Levi wanted to move in with Nico and he accidentally made himself homeless by pushing that. And then Nico didn't want to, so he winds up moving in with Joe. And so he's gone through this whole thing and accepted that. And now him and Nico are basically like sex buddies. And, you know, he's accepted that and gone through his own process. He's happy, you know, being Joe's roommate. Um, And so he's gotten to that place and then Nico, you know, didn't want him to move in, you know, and Levi's like, you know, he's being sincere when he's like, you know, me leaving my bathroom bag at your place. It doesn't mean I'm moving in with you. I just don't want to have to carry my toothbrush back and forth. And Nico takes it the other way. He's like, you know, you're right. I'm always running away from things, you know, move in with me. And Levi's like, oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. And he, you know, he's like, oh, I got to go do movie night with Joe. Um, and Nico totally deserved that because, you know, Levi was ready to take that step. Nico wasn't, but instead of saying that he was a real jerk about it. And now that Levi has moved past that and doesn't want that anymore. Nico's now like, yeah, let's do it. So they're like never on the same page, mm-hmm. um, which kind of bugs me um yeah. and one last thing i did want to say which is we don't see jackson this episode because he is he's off on his 11 hour quest um and i wanted to say this made me laugh it was kind of funny not funny but like in the last few seasons i guess it would, this would start with you know april being written off to so season 15 but jackson has turned into this guy who will randomly decide that he needs to reconnect with something. So he'll leave the person he's dating with like a voicemail or a text message and go see some trees or go camping or go on 11 hour quests driving through the <laughs> rain. Um, yeah, He did it to Maggie. He's done it to Joe. He did it to, he's become that guy. And the fact that, joe brings that up when he's like oh i don't want a relationship and she's like no neither do i let's just be like you know friends with benefits she brings that up she's like oh mister who runs away to nature can't be alone but then runs away to nature she calls him on it and he's then he turns around and he does it again like yeah. oh my god
1: yeah yes. and we'll see what happens with him next episode because in the promo we see him going to apple yeah um, I mean, he's not actually going to I think it, that he went to see his father and then he goes to yes. see April.
0: But but we'll see. Also, the other thing I'm thinking of too is that, you know, the trailer makes it seem like there's some sort of J. reconciliation going on. But that's not the first time they faked us out with a trailer where they made it look like one thing and it was something completely different. But uh yeah, we I think we should also uh talk about the fact that we're that we're gonna be off for a week because um Grace is off is, is off next week and it comes back on May sixth. Just let everybody know.
1: Yeah, we'll see you back in two weeks.
0: Yes, we're back in two weeks. And then if I've counted this right, um, the rest of the episode should air, you know, first week of April. Sorry, not April, May, the first week of May to, to the last week of May, because we're what? We're at episode 13 now, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So it'll run um, yeah, run May 6th to May 27th. So yeah, so we're so we'll be back in two weeks. And uh yeah, we'll we'll find out what's happening what's happening with uh, Jackson in April.
1: Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, so it's it's time for our favorite lines from the episode. So Jasmine, what was yours?
0: Oh, my favorite line of over the episode. Oh gosh, there were so many. Um Oh, gosh, there were so many. Um I've talked about a bunch of them. Uh is there one I haven't talked about. Um do, do you have one? Do you do you have a favorite yeah. one?
1: Yes. My favorite one was, um, you know, Belly had this storyline with a patient who changed her life because of COVID and pandemic. And you decided to rest a little bit during this pandemic. And then she changed her, changed her mind because society wants you always up, up, up and running. So Mm -hmm. a line that stuck with me, and I think it's very true is, it was said by Belly and she said, rest is not a dirty word rest is self-love rest is not laziness I loved those lines because it's true in contemporary world we always think that you know to take a moment to just breathe means that you're a lazy person and you always have to do something for society or you know and this is just so stressful so I really love that the line rest is not a very word have you thought about you
0: yeah that's a good one um to be honest, there was so much going on in this episode. I kind of forgot about that entire storyline until you said that. Um, there were so many good ones. I think I loved um, the wedding scenes on the beach. I love a lot of the funny lines, like Amelia Link about her needing to um, either breastfeed her or pump. Um, but coming off of what, since I've already talked about those, coming off of what you just said, um, the the lines between Levi and the patient about no. the up brittle. <laughs> and he's sniffing the peanut brittle and they're like, you better not be eating. And he's like, I'm sniffing it, okay? I miss sniffing things. Everything is sterile here. Yes. Um and since we seen an earlier episode that they turn the cafeteria into a a like a COVID unit. Um, that implies that like they have to go outside the hospital to get anything that's not out of a vending machine or bring yeah. or bring like food with them. Yeah. Um so yeah. sniffing the peanut brittle.
1: It's your moment. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. And the fu- it was really funny. And it's like, oh, they we want peanut brittle too. And it's hard to make. Never much, harder, much harder than Snickerdoodles. That's what they're talking about. It's much harder than Snickerdoodles. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. Okay. As a baker, it's, it, it is true. Snickerdoodles are actually not that hard. Peanut brittle, very hard.
1: Why? Have you tried it?
0: Have I tried making it? Um, yeah. No, because I've tried making peppermint bark and that kind of thing. And I can never get it to go right and it's it's a similar type of thing and getting the the base to set is is hard um there's a finesse to it we're like snickerdoodles you bake them you roll them you go (laughs) um least to me so shout out to that woman in her peanut brittle
1: okay and with this i think that's our show
0: Yes, I agree. Um, that's our show. Um, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McCloyd You can find us on Twitter at Dance Out Pod and on Instagram at Dance Out Grace Anatomy. Until next time, I'm Jasmine.
1: And I'm Giuseppe.
0: And this is Dance It Out.
1: A Grace Anatomy Podcast.